0: Good morning. It is truly a wonderful blessing that the righteous God of heaven has allowed us to come to this place that we might worship him in spirit and truth. For God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In a minute we're going to be standing to sing a song that's entitled Here I Am to Worship, and certainly we are here to worship. But I just wanna say before we get rolling, for those of you that are on Zoom and can't see the audience, uh, you're in for a surprise when you come back. I'm seeing some of these these, uh, younglings that were four foot six when we left, and now they're like six foot four. <laughs> they're growing like crazy. It's, it's really a blessing to, to see and to be in the presence of and to uh, know that God is here with us. Would you please join me in standing as we sing the first song? <clears throat>
1: Light of the world, you stepped up into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that make this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. earth you created all for our sake became poor here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're a altogether lovely, together worthy, altogether wonderful to me. And I'll never know how much it costs. Cause to see my sins upon the cross. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together, Lord. Uh,
2: Morning. morning so glad to see everyone here today and glad to be together as we worship the lord this morning if you didn't uh, if you're in zoom uh listening this morning you're wondering what's going on with carl and i up here we have a little platform up here to raise up some people that are vertically challenged and hey, we didn't want ricky to be risen up too much this morning trip and fall so we had to move the platform we were joking about it well, we are so glad to be here today. So glad to be together to worship the Lord. I hope that's what everyone's here today to do is to worship Him for all that He does and all He continually does for each one of us. This morning, our brothers that are leading the worship. Uh, Brother Carl Womble is our song leader. I'm Alan Pratt. I'm doing the call to worship and your prayer request, and I'm, I'm making some announcements at the end of the service uh, for the Lord's Supper this morning. Marty Graves is going to be leading us in our thoughts on the bread. Uh, and Sean Holt is going to be leading the thoughts for the pre-divine. And Rodney Graves is going to uh, take a prayer for the giving. Chuck Morris will be reading our scripture. And Brother Ricky Cook will bring the lesson this morning. And Brother Sean Holt will be saying the closing prayer today. If you have any prayer requests, uh, please fill those out and put them in, uh, on the card, hand them to somebody, and we'll make sure they get read today. If you're listening in on Zoom this morning, uh, you can always send your prayer request to elders at laurelchurch.net. And I hope that if you send it to me in time, I can receive it. I can make it known this morning during the worship time. If not, I'll put it out in a message later on uh, this afternoon. But we are here this morning to worship the Lord. So as we continue our worship, let's go to God in prayer. I Father, we are so thankful to be called your children. And Father, we thank you for another day. Father, this is the day that you have made. Father, help us to always be... Glad and rejoice in it. Help us, Father, to have a song in our hearts. Father, as we worship you today, I just pray that all the songs we sing will encourage and uplift and edify one another here. Father, there will be a sweet sounding aroma to you as we offer the sacrifice of our lips. Father, we thank you so much for the songs that we can sing and praise you each and every day, whether we're together as a family or if we're alone. During the week, we can sing praises to you as well. But Father, help us always have a song in our heart. Help us to always be able to praise you no matter what happens around us. Father, we thank you so much for uh, allowing us to be here this morning, to gather around this table again, to remember the sacrifice that was made. Father, as we do this this morning, I pray that we'll remove all the thoughts that distract us from that event. Father, help us to focus in on what it means to have your son come to this earth, to live the perfect life, and be the perfect example, to die, to pay the price for our sins, and to rise up again, Father, and now he's sitting at your right hand. Father, help us remember that, and help us remember what it means to be called your children because of that event. Father, we thank you so much for our brothers that are able to stand before us and lead us in the uh, the word. We thank you so much for Brother Ricky. Just pray you will bless him this morning as he brings a lesson to us. Father, help us to take the words that he teaches and preaches to us. Help us to apply them to our lives so we can be the people that you would want and have us to be. Father, we thank you so much for the avenue of prayer. And Father, we can never thank you enough for allowing us to, to be able to bow our heads in prayer to you. Father, thank you so much for all that you do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And this morning, if you're not here to worship and there's something keeping your worship from being what it's supposed to be today and right now is a perfect time to make things right, if you're ready to do that. If not, see me afterwards and we'll see what we can do to make things right. But right now, let's go ahead and continue our singing and stand and sing this song. If there's anything on your heart that we can take care of this morning, please come to the front and let it be known as we stand and sing.
1: Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his brother, just to know the set the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him already. Jesus, precious Jesus, oh for grace to trust him more. Oh how sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to trust him and same blood. Just in him. Plunge me neath the healing cleansing floor. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him. I prove Him more and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious, Jesus, oh for grace to trust him more. Yes, is sweet to trust in Jesus just from sin and self to cease just from Jesus simply life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more! Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust him more. I am so glad I learned to trust him. Jesus. Save your friend, and I know with me will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him. Jesus, precious Jesus, oh for grace to trust him more, please be seated,
0: you know I kind of miss that platform now brother Pratt, I kind of like being a little taller, Uh.
1: All oh, the bitter pain and sorrow that a time could ever be when I rise said to Jesus, all of self and none of thee, all of self and none of thee, all of self and all of thee when i probably said to jesus all of self and none of thee yet he found me i beheld him The perversity tree, and my wish for heart said faintly, Some of self, and some of thee, some of self, and some of thee. Some of self and some of thee, and my will for hearts have faded, some of self and some of thee. Day by day, these tender mercies healing. Full and free Bought me lower while I whispered Bless self and more of thee Bless self and more of thee Bless and more of thee. Higher than the highest heaven, deeper than the deepest sea, Lord, thy love and less has conquered None of self at all of thee, none of self at all of thee, none of self. My heart, oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh Call me.
0: we prepare our hearts to partake of the Lord's Supper.
1: <clears throat> when I serve the wondrous cross, Yeah.
3: Service which all brothers and sisters of the body, body of Christ, come together to uh, honor the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, During those days, during the Passover, they called the Passover the Lamb, where several of the uh, Israelites would come and buy lambs and send them for slaughter for their sins so they could be redeemed, man. So during that time, Christ sent some of his disciples to a man with water to prepare a place for this suffering. i read for you here in Mark 14 and 22, when they came together. And as they were eating, he took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, take eat, this is my body. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Oh, Father of all, Father, of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for thy son because through him, we ask for your blessing of this bread to bless it that as those who partake it may remember that his sacrifice of his body as the ultimate lamb on the cross was to redeem us so that one day we can live in salvation eternal life with you oh god we ask that you give us the strength to partake of this bread with pure heart and pure mind. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen.
4: And in the same manner, he also took the cup after sup, saying, this is the blood of my New Testament, which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. Let us go to our Heavenly Father. Our Father God in heaven, we come before, assembled before your table as a family, both near and far, with an intentional humbleness. Thank you, Lord, for sacrificing your son that we could be reconciled back to you through the shedding of blood, that our sins are washed washed clean. We ask that we take this cup in a manner that is well-pleasing in thy sight. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen.
3: Now I'm come to the part of service with All Saints, uh, give a chance to give to the work of the church. Um, you can give through Alexio. If you do not have that um, privilege or, or app, there's also uh, some envelopes in the back of the seats. And you can give in that way. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Oh, father in heaven. Thank you for being all that you are. Thank you for giving us your son. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for this life. Thank dear Lord. Thank you for giving us a family. Thank you for giving the clothes on our backs, means of transportation. Thank you for giving us this family this church family who show love to one another. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us all these things. Now, Lord, this is our opportunity to now be cheerful givers, not under necessity, not under grudge, but cheerful givers. So we can continue doing the work of the church to go out and preach the gospel, and give, and give our charity and love. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: They tried, my Lord and Master, with no one to. Deep within the heart the pilot he stood with us I'll be friend to Jesus my life for him I'll spend I'll be your friend to Jesus. Now till my years shall end, the war turn against him. I'll love him to the end. And while on earth shall have a friend I'll be a friend to Jesus my life for him I'll spend I'll be a friend to Jesus until my year who need a savior my friend i recommend because he brought brought salvation is why i am his friend To Jesus, my life for him must spend. I'll be, a friend I'll be a friend to Jesus until my youth shall
0: end. You please stand for the reading of the scripture and remain standing for the song of Good Paul.
5: Morning. Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 22, verses 24 through 34. It's Luke 22, 24 through 34. And it reads A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater? The one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You... You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you know me.
1: <clears throat> Troublesome times are here, fill this heart with fear. Freedom we are, now is Humble your hearts to God, safe in the chastened rock. Seek the way pilgrims Christians Christmas away. By Jesus is coming, soon, morning or night, or noon, many will meet, their doom trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous meeting in the sky Go where no go one work does, work does, Ever were bound Love of so many cold Losing their arms of gold This in God's word is told Evil's about, evil's about When signs come to pass Here in the end at last, it will come very fast. Tropes will sound, Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon, many will meet their door. Troubles will surely sound, all the dead shall rise. I just in the sky, going where no one does. have bound, troubles will soon be all happy forevermore. <coughs> <coughs> On the shore, free from all care, free from all care, rising up in the sky. Glory to share, Jesus is coming I mean soon, morning or night, or noon, many will meet the doom, Trouble so surely saw, all the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the sky, going where no one ever were bound.
6: Good morning. Good morning. Once again, we want to acknowledge to our Father and our God in heaven that we are grateful for all of his love, mercy, and blessings. Uh, the grace and mercy of God enables us to have an after that is far better than our before. Uh, we are in a much better position after having obeyed the gospel of Christ Jesus than we could ever be before we obeyed the gospel. In Christ Jesus, we have forgiveness of sins. In Christ Jesus, we have all spiritual blessings. Uh, In Christ Jesus, we are part of God's spiritual family In Christ, the providence and provision of God enable us to live lives that are worry-free. Thus, we are better and better off, not because of ourselves, but because God is faithful and Jesus is Lord. Psalmist declares in Psalm 9, verse 10, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Isn't it good, especially in the times in which we live, to serve the God that is ever faithful, uh, the God who wants to bless us uh, better than we are able to ask for blessings, and the God who knows all that we need. And for all of God's blessings, we ought to be eternally grateful. We want to direct your attention again to Luke 22, the text that was read into our hearing. We want to read again there verses 31 and 32. Luke 22, verse 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Based on the words here recorded in Luke chapter 22, uh, we want to use this morning as a subject when Jesus makes a man of you. When Jesus makes a man of you. And again, for the month of August, our sub-theme is People Jesus Knew. And as we consider the text that we have before us here in Luke 22, I submit to you that God wants to change us, not for selfish or self-serving purposes, But as the apostle declares in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants to change us, he desires to change us, that we might experience the fullness of blessings that come from being his child. You remember Jesus said that he came that we might have life, that we might have it more abundantly, John ten ten. And when we look at Peter, The transforming power of our savior is clearly seen in the life of Peter. Peter was shaped by Jesus. Peter was not only an apostle of Christ Jesus, but he was one of the more, if not the most prominent of the apostles. And and I don't say that to imply that there was a hierarchy or a pecking order among the apostles. On contra- and contrary to what some may say, uh, Peter was not the first Pope, and for that matter, he was never a Pope at all, but consider some things noted about Peter in the Bible record. Excuse me, three times in scripture, we are given the names of the original apostles. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, in Mark 3, verses 16 through 19, and again in Luke 6, verses 14 through 16. And when you look at these three lists, it it, it strikes me that Peter is always mentioned first. Now, they don't always appear in the same order, and there's no doctrine to be formed from the fact that Peter's name is always first. I just find it interesting that in all three accounts, Peter is listed first and Judas is always listed last. And the one thing that is said about Judas is that he betrayed Christ Jesus. The apostle Paul declares to us that Peter was one of the leaders of the early church. In Galatians 2, in verse number nine, he says, and when James... Cephas, who is Peter, so when James, Peter, and John, and this is James, uh, the Lord's brother, because the other James has been put to uh, death by Herod at this time, when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen, and they unto the circumcision." Now, Paul says Peter was one of the leaders of the early church. He was one of the men of influence at at that time. And and I submit to you that the man Peter became is not the man that he always was. And and just for clarity's sake, let me define a, a man from God's perspective, because many people wouldn't know a man if he fell on them. And what I'm about to say is not just for single sisters who may be in the market for a husband. Now, this will help you, but this is just general information for all of us. A male is not a man because of physique or his ability to procreate. As the creator, God ought to know what makes a man a man. And when we go all the way back to the first man, to the man that God created, and notice what that man has. A man has, uh, now I submit to you that he has four things. He has suitability, accountability, viability, and responsibility. Now, now let me help you uh, uh, with those. When, when I say suitability, he has a spiritual identity. And, and to be even more clear, he has a relationship with God. And when I say a relationship with God, I mean he's a member of the Lord's church. I don't mean he's just a man that likes to read the Bible and will discuss religion. That, that's all well and fine. But, but a man has a relationship with God, and you can't have a relationship with God unless you are a member of, of the Lord's church. Now, Now, if you look with me back in Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, The Bible says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day. Now, when it says voice, you could understand that to be sound. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Now, it's the first thing that's said in verse 8 when they heard the voice or the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. Well, how do you know what it sounds like when God is walking in the garden? Well, I submit to you that the way you know a sound is that you've heard the sound before. Now, we live over near Fort Meade military base, and some mornings I hear them play reveille, now, I don't know if I miss it other mornings because I'm sleeping harder or got up late or what the case might be, but some mornings I hear them play Reveille. Well, how do you know that's Reveille that they're playing? Because I've heard it before. So when you can identify a sound, you've heard the sound before. So when it says they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, they had heard that sound before, which means God had stopped by to fellowship with them even before this time, Adam had a relationship with God. It, notice God called out to him, where are you? Now, now God wasn't asking because he couldn't find Adam, but Adam, something has changed. Usually when I stop by, you are right here for us to fellowship. Why are you hiding from me this time? And, and, and God asked because Adam needed to know. And see, I know why you're hiding, but you haven't admitted it yet. But Adam had a relationship with God. Now, when I say he has accountability, that means a man has some domestic understanding. Well, well, what does he understand about domestics? Well, he understands that sooner or later, he's going to need his own place. In Genesis 2 and verse number 8, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed." See, Adam had his own place. Uh, you notice even animals understand that at some point the offspring need their own place. You know, I like lions. Do you know lions, after the male lions get to a certain age, the, 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 the male, the leader of the pride, will chase the, the younger lions out. You know they are letting them know? You need your own place. You know, some of us, we, we, we got offspring and we wanna tell them so bad, you need your own place. See, you think you are grown and you wanna come and, and go as you please and, and, and you wanna sit around here and do what you wanna do, you need your own place. Well, 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 a man at some point, he needs his own place. And especially if you are gonna start your own family. Look, I haven't been working for you to raise your kids here. You, you, you need your own place to do that. I'd put my time in the trenches. Now, now you bring them over for the weekend and let me play with them and send them home happy, but, but you need your own place. Now, when we say he has viability, that means he has some economic awareness. Now, now what does economic awareness mean? He, he appreciates he needs to hold down a job. Uh, again, in Genesis 2, verse number 15, and the Lord God took the man... And put him in, into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, I just find it interesting. God gave him a job. And one of the first things God gave him, look, now, now, now you got a relationship with me. Uh, uh, you got your own place. Now you got a job. Uh, it, look, I put you in the garden to dress it a- and to keep it. Now, sisters, let me tell you, you, you want your man to have some viability. You, you want him to hold down the job. There's going to be some 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 long lonely, converse, uh, sad conversations with the elders. If you find a man that doesn't have viability, in addition to some vi- uh, viability, he needs some responsibility. Now now, what's responsibility? Uh, he needs to understand provision duty. It's his job to supply life's necessities. Now Genesis two verse sixteen. And the Lord command, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. See, Adam has, he, he, he had a way to feed Eve. You see, you could eat everything in this garden except for the tree in the middle. He could provide life's necessities. Now, that don't mean he can afford a mansion in Beverly Hills. It may be the best he can do was a shack on, on, in South Central, but, but he ought to do the best he can do with the ability that God gives him. And notice, Adam had all of these before God gave him Eve. See, that's our problem in life. We, we get these things out of whack. Sisters, you want to find a man and he don't have no suitability, no accountability, no viability, and no responsibility. And then you bring him to the church building and want the elders to do something with him. <laughs> now, now, he didn't have anything when you brought him in here. What makes you think they can just wave a magic wand and give him all the things that he needs? He, he ought to have those things before you say, I do. Because once you say, I do, you did until you did. <laughs> so a man has, a man has those four things. And it is in particular, Peter's suitability, his spiritual identity on which we want uh, to focus this morning. Now, remember, uh, again, Peter was shaped by Jesus. Thus, it may be said that Peter was not only a man, he was God's man, and not because of physique or masculinity, but because he was a servant of Christ Jesus. Now, when examining the biblical record, one notices the extremes in Peter's character and Peter's living. In Peter, we see both humility and presumption. You remember in Capernaum in Luke 5, 8, after the draft of fishes that Peter said, depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. That, that's just that humbling uh, 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 thing that comes to you when you stand face to face with God. Well, When you stand in God's presence, you just realize I'm unworthy to be associated with you. And, and, and so Peter's reaction was much that of Isaiah. But then when we... Uh, uh, move over to Caesarea Philippi, you remember Jesus told the uh, disciples that he was going to be killed and Peter began to rebuke him and say, far be it from thee, Lord, this thing shall never happen unto thee. Uh, we see extremes in, in Peter's living. He confessed Jesus as the Christ, but he also denied three times that he even knew him. He beheld the glory of the Lord on the mountain, yet forsook him in the garden. It was to Peter that Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, and gave Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. But it was also to Peter that Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense to me. We just see extremes in Peter's living. And maybe for that reason, I find Peter... Uh, uh, identifiable. Uh, you know, if we honest with ourselves, we got some extremes too. You know, everything about us is, is, is not always right and noble. Now, I know when we tell him the story of our living, we, we, we like to hit the high points, but like Peter, we have some lows in our living uh, as well. But for all that Peter had his noble and his less than noble moments, he ultimately sacrificed his life Uh, uh, for the Lord. Now, tradition says he has to be crucified upside down uh, because he didn't feel himself worthy to die in the same way that Jesus did. Now, whether or not that happened, we're not going to argue. What I do know is that the scriptures say that Peter died for the cause of Christ Jesus. Now, the man to whom we are introduced early in Jesus's ministry on earth is not the same man who died a martyr for the cause of Christ Jesus. Peter was shaped by Jesus. And, and I submit to you that the declaration of Jesus in verse number 31, can, can you imagine Jesus saying to you, behold, Satan had desire to have you that he might sift you as wheat. See, Jesus just knew what he was talking about. And, and to have Jesus say, now, now the, the, the uh, pronoun there is plural. So he's talking to all of them, but, but notice he calls Peter's name. Satan has desired to have you. I, I, I just think that's one of the single most alarming things that can be said to an individual. Now now you take like a first Peter 58 you know where Peter said, be sober, be vigilant uh, for your adversary the devil as a wo- roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now that's that's sobering and but it's true for all of us. see, the Lord didn't call anybody's name in that one either, all of y'all. Now, now that's alarming because I, I don't want Satan after me at any rate. But, but generally speaking, he desires that he might sit, uh, uh, he's walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, again, I, you know, lions being my favorite animals, I just know something about lions. See, lions are stalkers. They don't just run into, uh, into a herd and just try to grab whoever they can catch. They watch the herd. See, they watch to see if one is limping or a little bit older or, or, or something, which one is gonna be the easiest target. Now, I always figured if I was in a crowd, I like my chances because I got to be faster than somebody in this group. <laughs> I, I make it a habit to hang out with folk that I, you know, somebody in this group, I know I can beat them running. But if verse 31 is alarming, then verse 32 is comforting. Notice what Jesus said, but I have prayed for thee. You ever ask people to pray for you? But can you imagine having Jesus praying for you? I have prayed for you. And then he tells Peter how it's going to turn out, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Peter was shaped by Jesus in that he experienced the forgiving grace of Jesus. It's ironic that Peter was the one who asked the question about the limit of forgiveness. Do you remember that Matthew 18, 21? Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? See, Peter says, see, number eight, I ought to be able to just lower the boom on him. Because this is getting to be a habit. This is on purpose when he keep doing it. Look, seven is the number of completion. When he done did it seven times, he means it. The one who stood so in need of forgiveness wanted to know the limit thereof. Doesn't that sound like us? don't we look at each other sometime and we can be critical, even condemning about the same faults that we ourselves have. You know, sometimes we, we ragging people about this, that, or the other, and it's true about us. Doesn't the Bible still say, for all have sinned? So, so whatever I can find wrong in you, somebody could find it wrong in me. But again, we have the statement of Jesus. I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. But then notice what he said, and when thou art converted... Now, what that tells us is that Satan was unsuccessful in the sifting, but Peter's faith was shaken in the testing. See, the words of it, uh, the words of Jesus indicate that the testing uh, by Satan would leave Peter in need of repentance. And do you remember that later uh, Jesus and Peter would have a conversation and Jesus would ask Peter three times, do you love me? Now, many debate if there's a significance as to how Peter answered Jesus. You know, if you read this in the original language, Jesus asked Peter, do you agape me? And Peter answered, yes, I phileo you. Now, now if you know anything about the Greek, you know, Greek agape is that unconditional love. Peter answered, yes, I have brotherly love for you. But I think to get hung up on that when none of us are experts in the Greek language is to miss the forest for the trees. Let let me tell you what I think is really important there. Notice what Jesus asked him the first time. He didn't just ask him, do you love me? He asked Peter, do you love me more than these? And notice how Peter answered. Peter didn't say, I love you more than these. Peter just said, Lord, you know, I love you. Now, you notice this time Peter didn't make any of those impetuous claims that he was known for making uh, in the past. You remember when Jesus said, everybody's going to forsake me. You remember what Peter said, though everybody should run off. Even if your boy John, the disciple you love, even if you can't depend on him, you can count on me. Jesus asked him, "Do you love me more than these?" Peter didn't even answer about what everybody else did. Peter said, "Lord, you know I love you." And you know, there ain't no need of me making no grand claims. I look, I don't fail the test and, and I look, I still got some stuff I need to get together, but at least I'll admit that. How many folks you know won't even admit the faults that they have? They just live in denial. But then Notice something else in Jesus' response. The first time Jesus said, feed my lambs. The next two times Jesus said, feed my sheep. Now, Jesus, if you remember back in John chapter 10, told us something about sheep, the shepherd, and the hireling. Jesus said, the good shepherd will give his life for the sheep. But the hireling, look, the sheep don't belong to him. When the wolf comes, the hireling will take off. But do you notice what he said to Peter? Feed my sheep. Do you know what he's telling Peter? Number one, Peter, I forgive you. Yeah, you, 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 you lied and man started swearing and everything that you didn't know me. But I forgive you, Peter. But not only does he tell Peter, I forgive you, but he also tells Peter, and you know what? I trust you, feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. You know, you can't leave your sheep with just anybody. Look, our elders can tell you that. Look, why is it that just don't appoint anybody to the eldership? Well, well, you can't just turn anybody loose on the sheep, man. It, it got to be somebody who care more for the sheep than they do about themselves. If you're going to entrust the sheep to their care. So Jesus says, I forgive you and I trust you. And what better way to show that than to tell Peter, take care of his sheep. I trust you, Peter. Look, you you, you haven't always done the right thing before, but that was before, we're talking about now. You've learned some lessons, Peter, and I know you're still not all you need to be, but that's what life is. Life is a process. You know, you, you get better as you go, Peter, if you keep walking with me. But not only did Peter experience the forgiving grace of Jesus, he received the empowering might of Jesus. And this is noteworthy because not everyone will submit themselves to Jesus. You remember Jesus saying to the unbelieving Jews in John five verse 40, and you will not come to me that you might have life. It's not everybody that will let Jesus work in their living. It's not everybody that wants to submit themselves to to the uh, requirements of the gospel. But Peter was willing to humble himself before Jesus. Again, notice what Jesus says to him. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, if you're going to strengthen somebody, you need to have some strength yourself. You know, if I'm weightlifting, I prefer the person helping me to be stronger than me. And not because I feel inferior about myself, but if you're gonna help me, I want you to be able to do more than I can. Look, it, now Now I, I'm, I'm a reasonable guy. I'm not gonna go in there and try to bench press 200 pounds. I, I just know my limitations. You see me over there with 50 pounds on, on the bench press, now don't laugh. I just understand what God has blessed me with and what God has not blessed me with. But, but if you see me over on the bench press with 50 pounds, I want somebody that they limited 35 over there trying to help me. No, look, if your limit ain't but 35, look, then I got to try to lift you on top of what the 50 I already got on here. I want somebody stronger than me to help me. When you are converted, strengthen thy brethren. Jesus effectively said to Peter, this is who you are, but this is who I have the power to enable you to become. Do you know that the almighty power of God is still available to us today? In Ephesians 1 verses 19 and 20, Paul says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? See, that's where you gotta have some suitability. And that's why you gotta have a relationship with Jesus. That's why you gotta be a member of the Lord's church. Peter said, uh, Paul rather saying, now this ain't available to everybody is available to those who believe, those who are members of the Lord's church, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, what Paul is saying is that the same God uses the same almighty power to work in us that he used to raise Jesus from the dead. Why do you think Paul was walking around talking about, "I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me? See, because the Almighty power of God is available. Now that don't mean we're going to go out and work miracles like they did. That don't mean we should be walking around talking about name it and claim it. But God gives us the power to overcome. He gives us the power to endure. It's available to us today, which is why we shouldn't be walking around talking about, I don't know how much more I can take. Don't put a limit on God. You can take as much as God allows to come your way. If we humble ourselves before God and submit to his commands, the Lord will shape us even as he shaped Peter. Now, you heard me say at the outset of this message that we have a before and and an after. Now, if our before and after were pictures, the after would have to be continually updated. Why is that? Because as we continue to grow in Christ, we become more mature. See, who I am today ought not be who I was 10 years ago. I ought to have matured in Christ. You know, we would find that strange even physically speaking. You know, if you come to me and say, boy, Ricky, you haven't changed. You look the same way you did 40 years ago. No, I don't. Now, I might look similar, but I don't look the same. See, 40 years ago, the neighborhood hadn't started changing. Now, if you don't know what that means, you can see I got some white coming in over here. 40 years ago, I didn't have that. So I don't look the same. I I look similar. Now, what you see prayerfully is 40 years more mature than I was 40 years ago, or at least more mature than I was 40 years ago. Lord, help me if I'm still the same individual that I was, uh, you know, as a teenager. But as we live in Christ, we become more mature, more suited for service, and more willing to sacrifice. So the picture changes. So what you see today ought not be an accurate reflection of what you see lord bless us to be here 10 years from now i ought to have grown some and the picture would look different peter was shaped by jesus and then third this morning peter witnessed the undeniable truth about jesus in your bibles in second peter one verse number 16 Peter says, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. And I hope all of us appreciate that that's true of all of us. When people start talking about why the Bible this, the Bible that, the Bible is the word of God. And it's not cunningly devised fables. You know, if you had somebody who was trying to get over, why would you say that all have sinned? And that we all need to obey the gospel of Christ Jesus. You know, you're trying to get over You'd make somebody superior to somebody else. The Bible puts us all in the same category. Peter says, we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Now, if you keep reading in Second Peter 1 there, Peter's talking specifically about when Jesus was transfigured on the mountain. Peter said, I was there. I'm not telling you what other people told me. I'm telling you what I saw and heard with my own eyes and ears. Well, what of us? We weren't there when God spoke from heaven. We didn't hear him say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Uh, We weren't there to see Lazarus uh, come from the tomb when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. We weren't there when Jesus multiplied Uh, the bread and the fish, or or any of the countless miracles that he did. What Peter saw with his eyes, we are able to see by faith. Now somebody said, well, how does that work? How, How do you see something by faith? In John 8, verses 56 and 57, Jesus says there, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Now that just sounded outrageous to the unbelieving Jews. Notice what they said in verse 57. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet 50 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Look, Abraham died thousands of years ago, and you ain't even 50. And here you are talking about Abraham rejoiced to see your day. You ain't never seen Abraham and Abraham has never seen you. They miss what Jesus was talking about. Abraham did see Jesus' day. He saw it by faith. And appreciate faith is not the absence of evidence. The evidence is the word of God. You know, we cite every Sunday, Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, when you have the word from God, That's all the evidence you could ever hope for, right? Because the Bible says God cannot lie. Now, man is very accomplished at lying, so much so that sometimes we think we're telling the truth even when we're lying. But God cannot lie. Every word of God is pure. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We have the word of God. And what we should have, in addition to the word of God, is we should have witnessed the things that the Bible teaches in our own living. We ought to to have experienced that prayer does change things. And sometimes the thing is not my circumstances, sometimes the thing is me. And the things that I thought I couldn't live with, like Paul with a thorn in the flesh, God has blessed me to mature that now I rejoice in that thing. So it's not saying that we don't have evidence. It's just saying we know evidence when we hear it. The word of God is evidence. We have witnessed Jesus, not with our eyes like Peter did, but we have seen him nonetheless. We have seen him by faith. Peter was shaped by Jesus. You know God wants to shape us today. And like I said, not for selfish or self-serving purposes, but that we might be saved from the wrath to come and be used by God in the saving of others. Now, if we are going to have God save us, then God requires that we obey the gospel call. And the first step in that is that we must hear the good news that Jesus is the Christ, that he died for our sins, but was raised the third day for our justification. Now there's Romans 10, 17 again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We must believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. John 8, 24, Jesus says, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. We must be willing to repent of sin. Acts 17, 30, 31, the Bible says, the times of this ignorance, God winked, but now he commands that all men everywhere repent because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, whereas he has given assurance to all and that he has raised him from the dead. We must be willing to confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Matthew 10, verse 32, Jesus says, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father, which is in heaven. Then we must be willing to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. In Acts chapter 2, the first time the gospel was preached, when we get to verse 37, the people ask, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now in context, they wanted to know, how do we make matters right with God? In verse 38, Peter answered, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Christ Jesus for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we respond obediently to the gospel as a matter of grace and mercy in the waters of baptism, God washes away our sins by the blood of Christ Jesus and dwells us with his spirit and adds us to the church. You know, one of the reasons the Lord adds us to the church to give us some suitability. You know, we know good for anybody until we learn to follow Jesus. You know, you can't help anybody with anything that matters if you don't know Jesus. You remember the question Jesus asked, what does a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Now, I can't help you with your soul if I haven't obeyed the gospel and let God save mine. But when we submit to the gospel of Christ Jesus, God adds us to the church and gives us suitability. And thereafter requires that we live obediently in his service, that we show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Perhaps you're listening on one of the social media outlets and you want to be baptized into Christ Jesus. If that be the case, then we bid you reach out to our elders at elders at laurelchurch.net. If you're here in the audience, then we bid you to come forward as we stand and sing the song of invitation.
1: For me, no turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. no turning back
2: Please be seated. Thank you, Brother Ricky. Wonderful lesson. Wonderful lesson. And please share that lesson with people you know that need to hear that. You can send them to our church webpage, laurelchurch.net, and the lesson will be uploaded uh, hopefully later on today or tomorrow. I do have a couple of prayer requests that were submitted today. Uh, Brother Michael Wilkins says, thank you for the prayers for his oldest sister, uh, Deborah Reader. She's now at home recovering from a back surgery. As you can recall, she was in ICU afterwards on a ventilator due to the surgery. So we're so thankful that the prayers have been answered for Deborah and that she's on her road to recovery. So Janice Williams says, uh, please pray for me as I undergo cataract surgery on August 11th and August 25th. Many thanks to the Christian family here at the Laurel Church for committing to take her to both out uh, patient procedures. So so thankful to be part of a, a church family that cares for one another and that can take care of us uh, when we need that extra help and continue to pray for Janice as she goes through that uh, procedure. Uh, Carl Womble put a prayer question for his three-year-old niece, Phoenix Hudson. She is in the ICU and Arkansas Children's Hospital, and uh, Arkansas uh, Due to COVID nineteen infection, so remember, three year old Phoenix Hudson. And on a sad note, Gloria Hugley uh, sent us a card, and she's here today. I'm so glad she's here because we need to hug on her and love on her. She just found out this morning that her sister in law uh, passed away this morning. Uh, Deitra Ackerson Harvey, uh, she says the Lord knows what's best and that she doesn't have to suffer anymore. So let's make sure afterward that we go over and give Gloria a hug or uh, encourage her. It's so good to have her here, even though she's going through all this. There's many other prayer requests that are in our bulletin. I would encourage you to uh, look at that, to go on a church website, to pull the prayer requests up that are there as well. Uh, I send out several uh, each week during the week at various times, so if you're not receiving those uh, and you haven't heard about our webpage or Alexio, send a message to elders at laurelchurch.net and I'll be sure to add your name to our prayer uh, distribution list. But Right now, let's go to God in prayer for, on behalf of these. For God, I find we're so thankful that you allow us to approach your throne, Father, that you Want to hear from us and that you desire to hear from your children and father that you made the avenue of prayer available for us because of your son's blood that was shed for us Father, thank you so much for this avenue of prayer father thank you for our abilities to lift up our thoughts and prayers to you and probably right now we just want to continue to pray for uh brother michael's sister uh And her recovery father we pray that everything will go well with her and that she can return her full strength uh sooner than later father continue to be with her as she goes through her therapy and whatever might need to take place for her to to make a full recovery father we pray for carl womble's uh niece phoenix and for her situation father we just pray that you would be with that little child and her family and those that have charge over her care Father, we pray that she can make a complete and full recovery from this virus. Father, we pray that you would bless her and be with her family. Be with those that aren't with her right now, that are concerned about her, and that they have her on their, their thoughts and minds right now and in their prayers. Father, we want to continue to pray for our sister Janice uh, as she faces the cataract surgeries coming up this month. I pray all will go well there and that she'll have complete uh, return of her sight. And Father, we just pray and thank you for each other uh, and our abilities to serve one another, to help one another, especially in times where we need help uh, traveling back and forth to appointments. And Father, we just pray for our sister Gloria and for her family over the loss of her sister-in-law today. Father, bless them and strengthen them and help them, Father, to make sense of what's happened. Father, bless them and comfort them as only you can do. Father, we just pray that you can help us to lift up our sister, Gloria, and strengthen her. Help her to know she is cared for, her family is cared for as well, that you have a plan and a purpose for all of us. And Father, just pray you'd be with each one of us as we strive to do your will. Thank you so much for all that you give to us. Thank you for all that you are. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. did have uh, one family that's wanting to place membership here today. They're coming from the Waldercroft Congregation. Uh, we have uh, Georgia Chung Blake and her daughter, Samantha Blake. Uh, Place of membership, if you could wave so we can see who you are. Okay, there she is, back there. So we'll welcome you to our family here. Uh, <laughs> thank you for filling out your, the sheet here. So we we'll had to get you connected with Joe and get you in the, all the things that happened there. So we want to also announce this morning that Brother Bruce Robbins has made his desire known and he wants to serve this congregation as a deacon. So thankful for him and for all the men that step up and and serve this congregation as a deacon. As our custom is here, uh, we allow the congregation two weeks to talk to Bruce, uh, discuss anything anything scriptural that they might have a concern about, that they might have a misunderstanding or or further details on. uh, And then we Normally install them after two weeks, but uh, brother Bruce is gonna be away on the 22nd. So the plan is on 29th of August to install him as a deacon if there's no scriptural objections to that. So so thankful for him willing to step up and serve. So thankful for all the men that serve as deacons and the many different roles that have to happen in this congregation to make things uh, work as smoothly as they do. I failed to mention earlier about uh, making a donation to uh, the contribution this morning. I just want to say, if you don't have the Alexio app uh, and you want to give by other means, for those especially uh, listening on Zoom, uh, if you do want to mail your check to the church, uh, I would encourage you to endorse the back of the check and write for deposit only to the Laurel Church of Christ. We have had people steal checks and i've heard there's been a big investigation all along the east coast people i don't know why criminals do the things they do but they steal checks from church mail so we want to thwart their plans we want to make sure that they can't do anything we a check if you uh, decide to mail your check to the church address uh, right on the back of it we're deposit only laurel church of christ or if you wish uh, you can mail your check straight to Steve Jones's home address and he'll make sure it gets to where it needs to go. If you don't have his address, uh, just email the elders and we'll make sure that we share that with you. Uh, that's only for people that want to mail checks. So it's a sad thing that we had to have that happen but trying to keep that uh, from happening as much as possible, but it's so good that the church does continue to do the Lord's work, even in difficult times. Things don't seem like they're going well, but the church is doing really well. And I do want to say that I am so sad to make this announcement that five o'clock today, PG County is mandating indoor mask. And so starting this week, unfortunately, our church building is in PG County. After five o'clock today, we'll have to have a mask on. But I am thankful to say that they're not restricting the number of people that can be in attendance and I pray and hope that that doesn't happen. And I pray and hope that the mask mandate will be lifted sooner than it was last time. But from uh, five o'clock on today, we'll have to wear a mask until it's lifted. So I hope you all can cooperate with that. And uh, we will send out uh, the email that went out a couple months ago. If you didn't get that email, um, see me or, or email us. We made a compromise last time we had to have a a mandatory mask mandate where those that were not wanting to participate wearing a mask inside all went upstairs into the training room where the separate ventilation separate people all together so they could worship without a mask so we understand both sides of the aisle we're trying to come up with a workable compromise that's best for the church family but uh Lord willing, that it be uh, lifted very soon. But thank you all so much. And let's stand for our closing song and closing prayer. Give
1: Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, his love endure forever. His love will reign forevermore, his peace will reign forevermore, his power will reign forevermore, his peace will reign forevermore, his love will reign forevermore, his peace will reign forevermore, his love Good forever, everybody give thanks to the Lord. For He is good. Give thanks to the Lord. He is good. Give thanks to the Lord. He to the Lord. For He is good. His love and do. Will reign forevermore. His power will reign. His grace will reign. His peace will reign. His love will reign forevermore. His peace will reign forevermore. His love will endure forever. Everybody give thanks to the Lord for he is good give thanks to the lord for he is good give thanks to the lord for he is good his love endures forever don't you know his love endures forever? When all His love endure for
4: Let us go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Omniscent, omnipresent, and omnipotent. God, the maker and master of mankind, the giver and sustainer of life. Who is man that you consider him? An enthusiastic gratitude we offer at this time for this pathway of petition, this avenue of access known as prayer. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for our church family. We thank you, Lord, for all the things that you bless us with day by day. We ask a special prayer at this time, Lord, for our leaders here at the church, Mm -hmm. our ministers, our elders, and our deacons. Continue to bless them with strength, zeal, and fortitude as they continue to teach, preach, lead, and guide your flock here at the Laurel Family. We ask, Lord, that you continue to bless us both near and far as the Laurel family, as a single Laurel family. We ask that you continue to hold us in the hollow of thine hand, continue to wrap your loving arms of protection around us. We ask a special prayer, Lord, that you continue to bless us and we ask that you heal our land, Lord. Let us always know that where you guide, you always provide. Lord, we ask now that you keep us throughout the week and forgive us of our sins and bless each and every one of us individually and collectively until we meet here at the next appointed time. It is in your son's name, the author and finisher of our faith that we pray this. Amen. Amen.